Welcome to this Bible study. Welcome to this teaching this morning. Let's pray as we ask the Lord to be especially with us as we open the Bible and we're going to study prophecy today. And There's probably no more interesting study in all scripture than prophecy. So let's bow our heads and pray. God of the heavens, we come before you as sinners, yet we come humbly praying for your forgiveness, praying for the blood of Jesus and praying for an understanding of this very important prophecy. Send your Holy Spirit. May he work in the hearts and the minds of those in the church, of those watching this on television. And I pray, God, that he will work in my heart, in my mind and through my tongue to make this study not only interesting but understandable is my prayer in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. I've entitled this Bible study, this teaching, this preaching service this morning, The Woman and the Dragon. And we are going to go straight to the Bible and we are going to study a very fascinating prophecy found in Revelation, Revelation chapter 12. But before we do that, it is important that we discover the keys that unlock this prophecy. I want to tell you this morning that one of the reasons that religion, especially Christian religions and denominations, struggle so much with prophecy is because they do not go to the Bible. They do not go to the Bible to find the keys that unlock the prophecy. Now, I promise you this morning that what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the Bible and I will use the Bible only to discover the keys that will unlock this prophecy which we're about to study in Revelation chapter 12. Now, the reason we need to do this is because if we do not have the keys, then it is impossible, absolutely impossible, for you to understand the prophecy. I remember when I was in year 12, many, many years ago now, at school, I was studying maths, it was called a subject called Maths 2. Maths is a little bit like prophecy. If you don't get the keys, and if you do not get the keys right at the beginning of the Maths class, then you will never understand how to do the Maths problems. Well, guess what? I was a young man of 17, 18. I wasn't too interested in maths. I never listened to the teacher. My mind was wandering. I never did get the keys and I want to tell you and I'm a little ashamed to admit it but it's the truth. I failed maths miserably, miserably. And I want to tell you this morning that if you do not have the keys to this Bible prophecy, you will fail to understand it as well. So it's very important that you stay with me and that you understand what I'm saying as I open up to you from the Bible these keys. We're studying a prophecy in Revelation chapter 12. If you have your Bible in the church this morning, I want to encourage you to open it right now to Revelation chapter 12. If you're watching this at home on television, well then please, if you have a Bible, run to your bookcase. Doesn't matter if you haven't opened it for years, run to your bookcase, dust it off and open it up with us. Revelation, Revelation chapter 12. Now in this story, in this prophecy, there are some key players and there are some key things that we need to understand. In this prophecy, there is a woman. Now, we need to understand 
who the Bible is talking about when it, when, when it describes in this wonderful prophecy a woman. And to do that, I want to take you, and now we're looking at keys, to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 6, Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 2, and we're going to discover who the Bible says a woman is in Bible prophecy. Now, we have to be consistent. If a woman is what we're about to discover, she is in Revelation 12. Then anywhere else you come to in Bible prophecy, a woman must be symbolic of the same thing. I hope you understand what I just said then. A woman must always mean the same thing if it is a key to unlock prophecy in every prophecy of the Bible. I hope that's as clear, as clear as crystal water. Let's have a look at who a woman is, and we're looking at the keys in the Bible when it comes to prophecy. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 2, the Bible says, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a lovely and delicate woman. In Bible prophecy, a woman is likened here. Look at the text on screen. Look at the text in your Bible. In Bible prophecy, a woman, here's the key, is likened to Zion. Now, if you're an ordinary Australian, you may be asking yourself this morning, who is Zion? Well, to answer that question, I'm going to go again to the Bible. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 16. Look at this. This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Verse 16 of Isaiah 51, And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. This is God speaking that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth. Now listen, here it is. Here's the key. Here's the answer to who Zion is. And say to Zion, you are my people. In Bible prophecy, get this clear, a woman is always, is always, is always symbolic of God's people. If you serve Jesus Christ this morning, if he lives in your heart, if you have an on fire, on song relationship with Jesus Christ, then you are a part of this woman. That's, this woman symbolises you. It symbolises me. If Jesus is our Saviour, if Jesus is our Messiah, if Jesus is who we follow, if he is our Master, if he is our God, then a woman symbolises us. It symbolises the people of God. So whenever you are in Bible prophecy and you come across this term woman, you need to know that we are talking, that the Bible is talking about God's people. Secondly, in this story in Revelation chapter 12, we have a dragon. Who is the dragon in this story, in this prophecy? We don't have to even go out of a chapter to find out the answer to this. Revelation 12 verse 9, So the great dragon was cast out. Listen, look, read. This is what it says, the Bible. It's giving you the key to who the dragon is. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, could it be any clearer, who deceives the whole world, he who was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. The woman is the people of God. The dragon is Satan. There's also a child in this prophecy. Remember, we're looking for keys that will unlock the prophecy. Once you've got the keys, and the keys need to come from the Bible, then you'll understand, you'll understand the prophecy. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 begins to unlock to us 
who this child in this prophecy is. You can probably guess who it is. Isaiah 9 verse 6, wonderful prophecy in itself about a wonderful child who is to come and save the world. Isaiah 9 verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name, oh I love this, I love this prophecy, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Who is this child in this prophecy in Revelation chapter 12? Who is the child, the, the, the chosen child that the Bible talks about from Genesis 1 to Revelation chapter 22? Matthew, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 gives us that answer. And she, talking about Mary, shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. The child is Jesus. The woman is the church or the people of God. The dragon is Satan and the child is Jesus. Now in this prophecy in Revelation chapter 12, there are also components of time. And the first one is a day. Now you might say a day is a day. Well, not in Bible prophecy. In fact, if you were to say a day is a day in Bible prophecy, the Bible prophecies wouldn't make any sense. Jesus does something very interesting here. Watch this very carefully. If you were to go to Ezekiel, he's an Old Testament prophet, more or less a contemporary of the prophet Daniel. In Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 6, look at this. Look at what God does here with this concept of a day in Bible prophecy. Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 6. This is God speaking to Ezekiel. And what I'm putting to you this morning is that perhaps this is a key. You put this key into the prophecy, you turn and you see whether it works or not. Ezekiel 4 verse 6, God says to Ezekiel something very strange. And when you have completed them, lie down on your right side, then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah 40 days, there you have in prophecy, 40 days. But look what God says here, and this is very important. I have laid on you a day for each year, straight out of the Bible. Now, if you wonder whether God, this is just a one-off, and and perhaps I'm misreading or misrepresenting God here, and perhaps there's not a, a very strong argument for this approach to prophecy, go back in your Bibles to Numbers. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 34. The children of Israel have escaped Egypt. They've come through the desert. They're on the verge of the promised land. They have sent the spies into Canaan. The spies have come back and they said the giants, well the majority of them said, the giants are too tall. The cities, the walls are too high. We cannot take the land. There were two spies, Caleb and Joshua. They said, we can take the land. God is with us. There is nothing can hold us back. Well, the children of Israel went with the majority and they decided they would not cross the Jordan into Canaan. Let me tell you this morning, the majority is not always right. And in this particular case, the majority was not right. What happens? God gets annoyed. He gets upset. Yes, God can get upset. 
He can get upset with us and he got upset with the children of Israel. He got upset with them and he spoke to them and this is what he says in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 34. Very interesting, remembering we're discovering keys for prophecy. Numbers chapter 14 verse 34. According to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, 40 days for each day you shall bear your guilt one year, namely 40 years, and you shall know my rejection. God says you spied out the land for 40 days. He's talking future. This is prophecy now. He says you spied out the land for 40 days. You would not go. You did not trust me. So for every day that you spied the land out, I will send you back to the desert for a year. And that's exactly what happened. They spied the land out for 40 days. God sent them back to the desert for 40 years. Very sad, but in Bible prophecy, I want to challenge you again this morning. One day in Bible prophecy, one day always equals one year. In Bible prophecy only, not throughout the entire Bible, but in prophecy, one day equals one year. You'll find also in this story in Revelation chapter 12 that God uses the term It's a Jewish term, time, times and half a time. Remember, we're looking at keys here. A time is a Jewish term for 360 days or one Jewish year. So a time, 360 days, if a day equals a year, a time is 360 years. Times is plural, two Jewish years. 720 days in two Jewish years or 720 years. And half a time, it's half a Jewish year. This is not difficult. 180 days in half a Jewish year or if you're using the year, day, key to prophecy, 180 years. And I just want to show you one more key this morning so that you will understand as clearly as you can this wonderful prophecy of Revelation chapter 12. This story talks about land. Now, I have to do something different here so that you can understand what land or earth means in prophecy. If you were to go to Revelation chapter 17, notice we're, we're finding all our keys in the scripture. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 15. Look what the Bible says. Then he said to me, who said to him? Jesus. God said to John, the, the, the writer of Revelation. Then he said to me, the waters which you saw, or the sea in some versions, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits, you don't have to understand this, we're just looking for the key, are peoples, multitudes, nations and tongues. Waters, sea, equals people, multitudes, nations and tongue. So if we go to the opposite of sea, the opposite to water, we go to land. So if sea equals multitudes, people, nations and tongue, then land, earth, must represent a place where there are no people. There are no multitudes. There are no nations and there are no tongues. I hope you understand that. Six keys. Woman, God's people. Dragon, Satan. Child, Jesus Christ. The term one day in prophecy equals one year. The term time is a Jewish term for 360 days or one Jewish year. And the term earth or land is the opposite to sea. 
earth or land in Bible prophecy means a place where there are no people, where there are no nations, where there are no multitudes and there are no tongues. Now what I want to do is I want to read to you the prophecy straight from scripture. It's found in Revelation chapter 12. If you've got your Bibles open up, if you haven't, look on the screen. Revelation chapter 12 verse 1. Follow the prophecy with me. I'm just going to read the prophecy straight through and then I will explain it. Revelation chapter 12 verse 1. Now a great sign appeared in the heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of twelve stars. A beautiful looking woman is first brought to our attention in this very interesting prophecy. Now the reason this prophecy is so interesting is because it's got to do with you. Let's look at verse 2. Then being with child, now you should be starting to pick up a little of what this prophecy means by using the keys that we've already looked at this morning. Then being with child, she cried out in labour and pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. He drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Hmm. I wonder how much of this prophecy you are getting this morning with the keys that you have already been given. Verse 6. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. Very interesting. This prophecy is one of the great prophecies of the Bible. And if you use the keys, you should be already able to get a rudimentary understanding of what God is telling you in this prophecy. You see, the keys are the key. The keys are the key to understanding the prophecy. Now, I don't want to finish there because I want to read you the rest of the prophecy. We're going to start now in verse 13. Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child, but the woman was given to wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time, times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent, the Bible says, verse 15, spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. He went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. One of the most fascinating, wonderful prophecies of Scripture. I wish I had more time this morning to unlock this prophecy further for you. But I have to bring this, this presentation to an end. But I want to encourage you to come back here to this church next week. 
I want to encourage you, if you are watching this on television, to turn your television on again, 6.30 Sunday morning next week, because I'm about to take you into the Bible, into one of the most exciting prophecies that is in the entire Bible. It is the history of God's people. It is the history of God's people. It is the persecution. It is the suffering that they went through to serve God in purity. And it is the suffering and the trials and the tribulations that God's church must still go through before Jesus comes again. So come back. Come back to this church for the second instalment of this amazing prophecy. You'll be brought closer to Jesus, you'll be encouraged and you will leave, you will leave with absolutely no doubt in your mind that Jesus is in control of his church and that Jesus is coming back and it is Jesus, the great prince of the church, the great king of the church, it's Jesus who will come back and save his people and he will do it soon. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for the prophecies of the Bible. We thank you for the keys that unlock these prophecies. Bring us back next week so that we can understand fully what you are telling us, what you are showing us in this Bible study, in this teaching, I pray. Bless the people. Bless those who are watching this on television. Bless them with your Holy Spirit. Bless them with understanding and bless them with your presence in their lives. All of us, we pray. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, Amen.